All right, BrandCooney.com would like to welcome to the show R&B soul artist from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Dominic. Yes. What's up, brother? How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, Brad? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm blessed. You know, it's another day. Um, can't complain. You know, everybody has their problems. Just got to figure out how to deal with yours, you know? Yeah, man. 100%. All right, so before we get into your, into your latest single... Tell my listeners out there a little bit about you, like when when and how it all began for you as far as music. How old were you? How did it all get started? Wow, um, I was actually 10 years old when I figured out I could sing. This is actually fourth grade. I'll never forget this. This story is kind of funny to me, at least. Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, <laughs> in elementary school, after lunch, I was the first one back in class, and you know, just being silly, and um, I just started singing um, the singing group Shy. Mm -hmm. And if I, I started to sing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then I was like, I was like, wait a minute, that sounded kind of, that sounded kind of, kind of good there. Like, mm -hmm. wow, okay. So ever since then, just started to explore with it and started to um, just, just it was, it was the beginning of something beautiful. So, nice. Tenth, um, when I was ten. So fourth grade. So I want to walk you through up until the point where you really took it serious and got in the recording studio. So, like, when you were in school, in grade school, like you just said, you were in fourth grade, and you, you discovered you had a nice voice. So how did it progress from there? Were you in, like, did you get into, like, talent shows in high school and maybe choir or any kind of musical classes, things like that? All of the above. I'm going to um, have nice. a funny story because, you know, um, well, it's funny to me. Um, after I figured out I could sing fourth grade, fifth grade came around. And I wanted to join the talent show. Yep. Now, granted, at the time, like, I was still discovering, you know, R&B and stuff like that. And the only song that I knew, of, <laughs> the only song that I knew was TLC's Red Light Special. <laughs> at okay. Time, I'm like 10, 11, right? Yeah. So it came audition. And, you know, they're like, oh, what do you want to sing? So I started singing. Um, I was getting into it, too. I was like, take a good look at it. <laughs> yeah. And look at it. And I had all the, um, you know, the, you know, the, the stage presence, everything. And I started singing the whole verse. I might let you touch it. And he got me, whoa, 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 whoa. Because he's trying to see, you know, how far I know. He's like, touch what? <laughs> and, and, I, and then I was playing dumb. I was like, I don't know. I'm just singing the song. I don't know. I don't know. But... You know, that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> of course, he didn't allow me to sing the song. Right. Like, no, you cannot sing that song. Don't you know any other song? <laughs> and <laughs> so fifth grade, it was it was a, a no-go. I was crushed because uh, he didn't allow me to sing TLC. Yeah. Um, but then um, to, to finish answering your question, um, I started taking it seriously after I learned that I could sing. And I went to um, middle school for, for the performing arts and high school for the performing arts. And around the time, with, with, even with the whole TLC thing, my favorite group that I gravitated towards the most was Boyz II Men. They got me started with oh, yeah. everything. I actually bought three of the Boyz II Men 2 albums. That's how much I love them. Yeah. Um, I just studied them because I had a similar voice texture to them. Like, I heard Jodeci, but I'm like, they're pretty dope. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not a bad boy, and, you know, I can't relate to what they're singing about like so yeah <laughs> but i did i did respect them and i started to do more research on them and realized how great they were but i related more to boys to men and 112 because they're clean cut we had similar voice textures i'm like you know what uh, i'll stick to these two groups right now yeah and boys <laughs> to men really um put acapella on the map like, like as far as mainstream like right. radio station type stuff 
Uh, mm-hmm. Super talented. I'm a big fan of theirs as well. So that's no surprise that you, uh, you know, also enjoyed their music. Right. And they opened me to Babyface because obviously Babyface wrote a lot of their hits. So oh, yeah. Started to, you know, look into Babyface and different type of artists that are similar to me. Because, again, Babyface is not a bad boy. He's clean cut, soft yeah, voice, um, articulate. So, you know, I just started to gravitate towards artists that reminded me of me. You know, so, mm-hmm. long, long time. Right. And Babyface also is um, a brilliant producer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people, like, if they're not really tuned into that genre of music, they heard of him because of his hit songs back in like the 90s and the 80s and things, but some people don't realize how brilliant that guy is as far as producing music. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, a lot of people, because, you know, I'm a nerd, I'm a music nerd, so I, I like to study the greats that. The, my role models, like, for example, Boys to Men and 112, Jagged Edge, Drew Hill, all of them, I like to study who they liked. So. Um, even Babyface, people don't realize um, he got famous in the '90s because he, you know, became more of an artist than right. front. But he was big in the '80s. Like he produced so many stuff in exactly. the '80s. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and written for many groups in, in the '80s. Yep. And he met L.A. Reid in the '80s before they started uh, Babyface. So, and he's the one that I'm sure my my nurse side when it comes to music, but. Um, the group after seven, his uh, that's with his brother. Um, they they have the best record deal in, in in music history because they didn't even audition. They literally went to the the record labels like they're like you're, you're good, you know you didn't you know you don't need to audition. You you you're good. What? Wow. Because of yeah, it was crazy when I was watching their um on song. I was like wow, that's every artist's dream. Like yeah, you don't need to audition. You good. You're good. Yeah. Because like Babyface the- already knew um how good they were. It's the holy grail of record deals. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Like, come on in. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. There's so many cool backstories, too, when it comes to, like, musicians and music. And, and, I, and it's fun. When I do these podcasts, when I talk to different artists of all genres, and some of right. them are independent artists. Some of them are, you know, I've had Grammy Awards on this show, too, Grammy Award winning and and, mm-hmm. and all different. What I love about doing this show is is... I talk to so many different walks of life, whether it's hip hop, rock, jazz musician, producers, even like mm-hmm. NASA personnel. I've had people. I've had the. I had the engineer that actually built one of the Mars rovers on my show like eight nine years ago. Uh, just all over the spectrum, and I love to hear the backstories of of musicians and all these people. It's just cool. It's a great conversation. Plus, you learn so much about people you had no idea like i didn't know some of the stuff you just told me about babyface you know it's pretty good stuff yeah. man so. oh yeah like he's he's amazing like i like to because I'm a, I'm, I'm a songwriter of course just like a lot of the artists you um you interview but um at the same time you know songwriting is a craft and yeah. especially when you do it by yourself people don't realize sometimes one song is like four songwriters oh yeah but, absolutely right, but, but unfortunately for independent artists like myself and many of the artists you, you interview, we have to do it ourselves. You know, like, right. you know, you know, we have to take our time and, you know, structure the song the way we want. So it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because it's just to you, yep. more or less. You know, there's a rock um, band called Quiet Riot. Have you heard of that band, Quiet Riot? They're a rock band. They were really popular back in the 90s. They had a song called Come On, Feel the Noise and Mental Health. They had a couple of really big hits. I had their drummer on my show. Um, about a year and a half ago, and God rest his soul, he passed away from cancer not too long ago. But he was telling me their first record, the record's called Metal Health, 
and it went top ten. It was it sold a ton of records back in the in the late eighties, um, like a, over a million records. But the the cover of it had a guy in a straitjacket with one of the, one of those like a crazy mask on his face, and in the background it had like this this weird looking. Uh, um, it was supposed to be a wall like, of, a, of a padded cell of it, where they put like insane people in, in, in like you know, in those padded cells, and somebody, somebody's like a lunatic. You know what I mean? Wow. So he was telling me that they actually, you know, like when you rent a U-Haul or a U-Haul to move somewhere, and they give you those cushions to put in, in between like certain pieces of furniture, so the furniture won't break. Yes, yes. they actually use one of those U-Haul cushions. For the for the back of the album cover, instead of to make it look like it was a insane asylum like cell, <laughs> <laughs> but that was before they were had any money, you know. So so the point is, you know, you're talking about independent artists. Well, they were, you know, they just got signed, but they didn't see any of the money at all for anything yet. So that was the that's what they used for their record cover with a freaking U-Haul cushion for, to make it look like a yeah, wall. I joke with other independent artists, like, and we we say it all the time, like. The only thing free for an artist is writing the song. Everything <laughs> after that, yeah. Watch out. Now yep. to record the song, you ain't gotta pay for that. Now to mix the song, gotta pay for that. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you want to put the song out now? Distribution, gotta pay for that. Yeah. Oh, the song's um getting some traction. Okay. Well, you need a music video. Gotta pay for that. Really, the best thing to do is try to find somebody who has some some faith in you and get a sponsor and. Somebody can help you out financing some of your stuff. Uh, but that's he, tricky. But man. even that's not even even that's not free because they want to cut. Yep. Oh, of course. Or, or you know they're going to want their money back at some point. Correct. Um, it depends on who it is. All right. So let's talk about your uh, your song. I'm coming over. I listened to it. I really enjoyed yes, it. Um, I want to know about a little bit about the song. I mean, I read up on it a little bit, but tell my listeners what the backstory is. Um, and I like the fact that it used to be a rap song that you redid into that song. So talk about that. Oh Lord, I'm gonna show my age in this one. I mean, I'm not old, but you know, I've been I've been at this music scene for like twenty something years. Okay. And, um, back in like oh seven ish, um, yeah. at the time, me and me, one of my closest friends up to this day, um, you know, he had his own studio, everything. So he he was a producer and he was also a rapper as well. So he had his own everything, his record label, everything. Uh huh. So, you know, he, he was there making a beat, and he's like, Damani, I heard something for this. So he, he, gave, he gave me the concept, and I was like, this is dope. Like, let's, let's do it. Now, the first draft of that song, um, we thought was pretty cool. But his girlfriend, now wife, they've been together like 20-something years. Mm -hmm. um, back then, if, if, if a concept comes out that she doesn't like, she'll literally say, like, this is trash. Oh this is God. trash. Yeah. She, she's very honest with us. She's yeah. not going to just tell us that it's good because it's us. She'll look at us like, do this over. This is trash. Okay. I'm going to the, um, the kitchen. When I come back, it better be better. Like she's joking around, but she's being serious at the same time. So, right. you know, we had to be, we had to have her pick P's and Q's when it comes to putting out decent content. So the song came out pretty good it's just we never got a chance to actually finish and put it out because life happens um at the time you know mm -hmm. you know you have to go back to school especially life happens so we never got a chance to do it but i like the concept so much that years 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 later i'm like you know what i told him i'm like you know i'm writing a song um showing homage to the song that we did so when i when i wrote it and recorded it and i played it for him you know, he gave me the thumbs up, like, this is, this is cool, like, I proved this, sir, this, this is pretty cool, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, and he's a big critic as well. So if it was trash, he would tell me it's trash. He's told me some of my songs back, way back. Like, yeah, the money, this is good, but you could have done this better. Like, I, I appreciate people that are, because nobody likes a yes man. You know, um, art, artists of all genres, when you put out any type of music, like, you don't want yes men around you, like your team. Like, you know, so if something is off, like, I would like somebody to tell me. Don't just tell me this is good and it's bad. That was the first thing that came to my mind when you talked about that girl. That, that was now, his, now it's his wife. When you said that, that's the first thing that came to my mind is you actually need somebody like that in your life. You know, you got to have somebody that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Correct. Because, I mean, I don't take anything offensive. Because if you're putting on any type of art, I don't care if it's a drawing, um, music, anything out there that you created. Um, you know, you can't be sensitive because, right. you know, you know, something a producer told me a long time ago, my same boy, the same one I did the I'm Coming Over song with. Yep. And up to this day, I, I use his advice. He says, Damani, like, it doesn't matter what other people say. As long as you think it's dope, that's all that matters. It's like at the same time, if it's constructive criticism, you know, take it, but don't take it personal. Yeah, that's good. That's true. But in today's demographic, everybody's sensitive. You oh my god! That. Yeah, that's another that's podcast. <laughs> we we could talk two hours about that that topic. Right, right. And like, come on, like, oh, this sucks. Are like, you gonna be in your feelings? Like, all right, like they don't like it. Hell, there's songs Michael Jackson did that people didn't like. Yeah. But they ended up being mega, you know, mega hits. So not many. Yeah, you know, everybody's cup of tea, and you have to learn that no matter how good you are. I personally never heard a Michael Jackson song that I didn't like, but. Yeah, I get your you'd point. Be you'd be surprised. Oh, I know. And I, I looked at these people with a side head like, huh? Yeah. And yeah. the reasonings were so stupid, but uh, I'm not even going to get into that. But yeah, man, I feel like, you. He, he, he was too loud on that part. Like, you know, he, you know, he sounded too much like a girl on that part. What? Say what? Yeah. It's, it's okay. crazy, man. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson, other than, you know, obviously we lost him too, too young in life. Um you know, and he, and he did have his childhood stolen from him. That's why he was the way he was as an adult. He missed he missed his childhood, pretty Absolutely. much. Uh, but the, Jesus, did you talk about a brilliant artist? Just, Absolutely, just incredible. So if anybody's criticizing Michael Jackson as far as musically, uh, yeah, then I mean, I'm yeah, definitely I mean, trash. Then I'm definitely trash. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, he's not, he's not even. He's not, I'm not even the same. Atmosphere is on um, on Michael Jackson. So yeah. you know, once I realize people judge him, even Prince, you know, his industry rival, he's a genius. So a you know, genius. if people saying that their stuff is, is is trash, that's why I don't take things personally. Yeah, you say, well, Demania, I don't like I like this song more than this one. And I'm like, I appreciate, I, I appreciate, I even thank them, even if somebody. All right, I give an example. One of my my songs, I, I, I put out another song, and on the comments, he literally said, "This is trash." Oh yeah, yeah. And it didn't bother me at all. I literally uh, messaged him and said, "You know what? Thank you. I appreciate all comments. Yeah. Because you know, um, you know, in his mind, you know, it, it's it's bad. But you know, maybe that keeps me in my peace and key. You don't always want to see. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. Sometimes you need that. You know, that it's also good to keep it high road too. Like, for I'll give you an example. I'm I'm a I'm in a film. It's called The House in Between. It's a film documentary film. And um, and we put a lot of hard work into it. And it went number one on iTunes charts for like 17 weeks on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and occasionally you'll get trolls and you'll get people who just want to just leave nasty, like ugly comments, right? Um, uh -huh. So I learned 
one of the best rebuts, rebuttals you can give somebody, and you can use this in music too, like if somebody just like says like your song is trash or whatever. What I say to those to those those people that are just nasty in the comments, I'll say because basically you want to take the bullets away from them, right? You wanna you wanna you wanna use kindness and you wanna get out in front of it. That's how I look at it. So I'll say I'm sorry the film did not meet your expectations, but thank you for watching. That's just the it's just the dagger in somebody because if now if they rebut that with something nastier they look like a complete idiot at that point everybody just looks basically looks at them like oh this person's just a jackass you know what I mean because I've taken the bullets away from them you know what I mean I've taken the bullets out of their gun I thank them kindly for watching it and I, and I apologize to them you know, cause the, you know I'm sorry the film didn't meet your expectations so you you suck the air the, the oxygen out of the room doing that so, <laughs> I mean, and, and I did something similar, exactly. Like, he, although he left a negative comment, I'm like, you know, I appreciate it. Thanks. I, I appreciate all comments. So that, that's exactly. Bad, because exactly. one thing I've, I've learned, because I, I read a lot of, like, books and audios to, you know, help strengthen the mind and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of times when people go out their way to say something negative or leave something negative, it says more about them than it does about you. Mm -hmm. And so some people that do that, like, like I was just joking like, with one of my colleagues that's in the film with me. We were laughing at that because we just posted one, the film in in, 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 a, in a new Facebook group. It's got like two hundred thousand group members, you know. So, um, and we and we posted the film in there and the link to it, and then we had like ninety nine percent was like really great comments, right? But then there's that right. one or two people that just come in there and they just like like pee all over the parade, you know what I mean? And it's like it's like I was joking with with my colleague, I was like, you know what, I bet that lady kicks her dog for no reason. She probably comes home no from reason. work and no just no kicks reason. the dog across the living room for no reason. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. People can be so miserable, man. It's funny. Alright, so was there a video for your song for I'm Coming Over? Do you have a video for it? Yes sir. Yes sir. There's a video for it. Well tell me about the video. Well, you got where'd you guys record it? How did it come about? Tell me about that. Oh, the video shooting. Um, yeah. Wow, it, it started as a, as, a, as a disaster. Actually, um, okay. um, we were supposed to start filming at seven. This was on the location of Fort Lauderdale Beach, Los Olas. Yep. Okay. Right? Yep. And um, we we're supposed to start shooting at seven. So the, me and the video director, we were trying to go to the first side of the shoot like on a rooftop that we never got a chance to record on, by the way. So when we got there, there was an event. So he was pissed. He was like, damn, like I really wanted to um, record here. So, you know, now granted, let me back up. We're supposed to start at seven. So he's telling me, our Damani, we have two hours to shoot the, the, the beginning, but nine o'clock, the model comes. So um, we have to finish all this before nine o'clock. So now back to the story. So when we got, like I said, the, the, the rooftop, you know, was, was, preoccupied because there's an event like a big event so we had to drive like about 45 minutes looking for an area that's not too crowded because like i said there was a big 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 event so now it's like an hour went by an hour and a half so by the time we look when we finally found a location to, to shoot the first shot it was like 8 15 8 30 he was he was pissed so he's like Damn, like, alright, we gotta get that to the, get that to the Airbnb because the model's gonna be pulling up any second and, you know, she's only here for about an hour or two because we, we paid her for two hours. So, I wanna have no shoot, so we have to go back to the, um, to the Airbnb. The punchline is coming, trust me. Oh, God, listen. So, we got, get back to the, the Airbnb. We're wait, you know, we got back there about eight, on time, like about eight forty, eight forty-five. 
Now remember, the model's supposed to be coming at nine. Yep. So, um, eight fifty-five comes. Uh-oh. No model. Um, nine o five comes. No model. Mm-hmm. Nine twenty comes. No model. So the, the the now at this point the director was like, really, bro. So he was like, he's like, you know what, Damani, I paid this this woman for 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 two hours. If I don't get my two hours, she's not getting her full pay. That's what he kept saying to me. Yeah, that's fair. Fair play. So he, he was saying, I'm going to keep it professional, though. I'm not going to mess the night up, but mm-hmm. I'm going to kindly let her know that she's not going to not get it. So now, 9.40 comes, here she comes through the door. Now, with all that being said, even when she came, the moment she stepped foot into the Airbnb, she was the sweetest woman I ever met. She was very professional, very open-minded, anything to direct to one. Like, there's very few um, models that, that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finally started the first shot at 10 o'clock. Wow. We were supposed to start at 7. Did she explain why she was so late? Uh, to be honest, me and, me and the director didn't care. Like, yeah, we just you wanted to get over with it. I got to didn't care. Yep. So we didn't find out. Um, but the optimistic side, because I like to look at the optimistic yeah, side yeah. of everything. Um, she was a pleasure to work with. It was my first my first video oh cool um, so I'm already nervous and she made it very 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 comfortable for me there you very go. comfortable um, so yeah the first shot was at 10 o'clock and we didn't finish until 2 o'clock in the morning so 7 to 2 yeah it's a long day but, yeah, long shoot, man. so but it came out it came out wonderful um, you know there's certain shoots we couldn't get because it started raining yeah. So we didn't get the rooftop scene that he wanted that he was very pissed about, and we didn't get like certain scenes by the car because it was raining. But you know, I just I just told him, look, man, life life happens. Okay, bro, just you know, do the best you can. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, be great. Because one one thing I told him was, you know, although I'm an artist and I write songs and I record, like you're also an artist. So I was like, because he kept asking me, do you want the video a certain way? I was like, bro, be great. It's okay. Like I'm not gonna tell you, you know, this sucks and this sucks. Put your creativity, creativity on you, and you know we go from there. So, he, you know, he appreciated that, and I love that the video came out perfectly. That's awesome, man. That's good, man. I mean, it's 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 really it's important that you know chemistry is good. Like the model, you guys, you, you know, you were smart by high, taking the high road with the model because she's there to 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 obviously she's probably very beautiful. And you want the chemistry to be right for the for the shoot because the, the fans and the viewers right. they'll pick up on it on it if somebody's pissed off in there and they're not really giving it their all. You know, that, mm-hmm. a lot of people can pick up on that, so it's just better to, to, where everybody's just relaxed. And, and oh, that's what I wanted to say uh, before I forget it. Yeah, man. She was, she was booked from nine to eleven because she said she had to leave because she had a, another shoot to go to by eleven eleven thirty. So what I loved about her is she knew she was late. She didn't. She didn't complain. She stayed till eleven thirty, eleven forty-five till we were done. Yeah. She went to her shoot. She didn't complain. Very professional yeah. on her part. Right. So yeah. you know, me and the director really appreciated that. Like she, she, yeah. she, pleasure to work with. Now this is funny to me. I don't know if it's gonna be funny to you, but it's funny to me. Since it was my first video shoot, um, she asked a question to the director. She's like, "All right, on this part, do you want me to um like hug him or like 
straight up, I forgot what she asked. So I then said to her, I was like, you know, I also have a question. I was like, just let me know what I can and can't do. And she, yeah. you know, she's like, she's like, boy, I'm a whole professional because she's been in other videos. She's been in like Chris Brown's video and Total Lace's video. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So, so I've seen her resume. So she's like, boy, I'm a whole professional out here. Like, if if you want to grab my butt, you can. Like, it's okay. Oh, oh. So I literally looked her straight in the eyes and the director of the eyes, and I said, um, no, like, because I got. Niece, niece, and um, yeah, yeah, also yeah. got goddaughter, and my yeah. mom's gonna be watching this. Yeah. Um. So she, she they both laughed and like, all right, no problem. But she was sweetheart to work with. I love that man. That's great. That's probably why she's in Chris Brown videos. You have to be professional too. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And, um, so she she knows how to work the camera. Like, that's one thing. Um. I was telling the director because when I was watching the video and just taking it all in, I was like. His name's Lincoln. I was like, Lincoln, like, she knows how to, she knows how to walk, how to look at the camera, how to look away from the camera. Yeah. How to, uh, she was amazing. You can tell that she's a professional. So, amazing young lady. Like, I have nothing negative to say about her. <clears throat> Other than the fact that she was an hour and some change late. She was a, like, oh, yeah, she made up for it. But, yeah. other than that, she, she was cool. So, I read um, that you're from Jamaica. Now, were you born in Jamaica? Yes, sir. Yeah. How, how, how old were you when, you when you left Jamaica and came over to the States? It's, it's a uh, interesting story. Um, I was born in Jamaica, but at four years old, I moved to New York. Yeah. But I stayed about two years. But life happens. My mom was like, "You need to go to Jamaica." So went to Jamaica at six, and then came to Florida when I was ten, and been in, been to been in Florida ever since. Visited like summer and Christmas and spring break and stuff like that to Jamaica. But yeah, I lived in um, Florida twenty something years. Yeah, you bounced around a little bit when you were real young, but you kind of settled in there on right. the second trip back. All right, so I was when I was reading up on you and researching and, and reading your bio, a couple of things you said that I that I really caught my attention that I liked. One of them, um, you were talking about different artists to listen to when you have like lady friends over. Right. Um, you know, each of them kind of bring different things to that to that table, uh, <laughs> and um, and you mentioned that back. In the day, we had more options. As Way as more options. When I totally like when you were, when I read that, I was like, "All right, this cat's probably in my age bracket or close to it," and that just related to me so hard, man. Because you're right. I mean, you nailed that. So give me more. Talk to me more about that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm an '80s baby, and you know, I grew up on. I like. I feel bad for the kids now that love R&B but can't get it. Um, but yeah, back then, like, take your, take your pick. Like, even the women, like, knew how to make, like, sexy songs for the ladies when they have a guy coming over. So, for the guy side, you know, I can name, like, 20 artists, but I'm just gonna keep it very brief. Right. You, you got the H-Towns of the world, you got Jodeci, you right. got 112, you got Jagged Edge, you got Babyface, you know, you, you got, you know, so many, you know, artists to pick from. But for the girls, if they have a guy coming over, if they wanted to set the ambiance, they got, Cut clothes. They got SWV. They got Escape. You know, they got Brandy. They got Monica. They got pl plethora of different artists. Whitney Houston. They got Faith Evans. Like my baby coming over. I'm putting on these women mm -hmm. in this order, and we're gonna get the, the move right. Nowadays, like, and again, and I don't not the youngins. Like, you know, express yourself because writing music and making music is about expressing yourself. That's right. I don't. I don't ever want to take that away. But nowadays, Brad. Nowadays. Like I like when I talk to my my um, my god kids and my niece and stuff, I'm like, man, that singer is dope. 
that's not a singer, that's a rapper. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that rapper is dope. That's not a rapper, that's a singer. Well, all right. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know who's a rapper and who's a singer nowadays because, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And the closest thing to R&B, you know, like the generation could put on right now is, and this is no not to him. He's like, it's actually showing his, his greatness. It's Drake. Yeah. Drake could go into the rap and then he could go into the melodic feel. Um, but I, I think I speak for um, vocalists when I say, I mean, he's, he's not really a vocalist like that. He's a, he, he, you know, he could hold a tune. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, like, that's who you put on. Like, if you have a girl coming over, you know. So you have your handful of soul artists like the Giveons, love them. You have um, Daniel Caesar, love him. And you have Lucky Day, love him. But I could count on one hand, maybe two, the male artist Miguel, um, Tank. But again, there's only, that's only like what five or six. Yeah, that's a main, great point. Mainstream, like, and versus the women now, like there's there's like fifteen to twenty women that's that's doing R and B, you know, so. The men versus the, the, the women aren't beats. It's, it's lopsided. Type. Great point. I mean, I read that. I was like, yeah, I can relate to that hard, man. But while you were talking, you know who popped in my head who I really, really like? And he's, he's somebody that gives me hope. Um, that's Bruno Mars. Because Bruno Mars, first of all, I, I really appreciate good singers that play instruments, too. Correct. And Correct. Not only that, but his stage performance, his stage presence is crazy. Uh, yes. And so he's a genius. He absolutely. is, man. He is. I really, really, the more I listen to him, because I just started listening to Bruno Mars about maybe five, six years ago. And <clears> then <throat> I started reading up on him, and I, you know, I started buying his, buying his stuff. And just so talented, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy gives me hope for the future as far as, you know, going forward the next 30, 40 years of music. Because it's funny you bring him up Because I was actually talking to a friend about him And I was like, you know, what did You know, people yearn for Subsonic people have been yearning for that And he's not doing anything different He's just bringing back the 60s and 70s vibe Right And all he's doing And people are eating it up And acting like it's new Well, the the new generation Not the the more mature generation But I'm like, people want to hear that type of Growing sexy music But it's just when you have when you have the labels and you know record execs telling telling artists, well, people don't want to hear this, they want to hear this. Like, but how do you know that? You don't know that. Like, you know, um, I believe like you should give artists, you know, the the freedom to to create what they want to create. Hundred percent. The Bruno Art Bruno Mars can put fifty thousand people in a stadium. Um, so obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Just singing, just singing the ABCs. By the way, like you know what? Tonight, guys, I'm just going to be singing the ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some nursery rhymes, and still kill the show. I'll tell you a quick, a quick, cool story. Uh, obviously, Prince. You, you've heard of that guy. Of he actually, um, a few years before he passed away, um, he surprised everybody. You know that TV show, The View. Yes. Okay, so... I saw that show when he was on there. Did you see when he, when he surprised even the hosts? Whoopi, everybody was surprised when he walked out. Like, everybody. Nobody yes. knew he was coming. Do you remember the part where he talked about... Where Barbara... I think it was Barbara Walters. She told him that they had... Recently, they had Justin Bieber on their show. And she told Prince how Justin was speaking so highly and kindly of Prince and how, how Prince was an inspiration for him. And Barbara Walters asked Prince, is there anything... Um, 
is there anything you want to say about Justin Bieber? And Prince kind of smiled and said, he's a, he's a you know, great talent. I just wish he would pick up an instrument. And I was just, and he didn't say it in a condescending way. He just, right. he was just being truthful that he sees the talent in Justin Bieber, but he basically was making my point about it's just great to see singers with talent with no instruments also. And obviously Prince is a brilliant, I mean, I think he played like 12 instruments. Um, just 15. 15. 15, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? So anyway, I wanted to share that uh, that little part. Uh, that's always stuck with me. Um, and the 90s version of Prince, and I wish this guy stayed healthy because he's still a legend. I know. But you already know what I'm going to say. It's D'Angelo. Like, yeah. and he stay, you know, stay consistent like like he could he could play the, the guitar the drums the the, the keyboards yeah. and his style and he was he's the father of neo soul yeah man he's the father of neo soul so because of him you have the music soul childs of the world matter of fact music soul child spoke about him yeah you know, inspiring him and so you know his greatness is amazing even the singer her um, got to, I saw a clip of her meeting D'Angelo and she was just in awe, like, you know what, thank yeah. you, like, your big inspiration, stuff like that. But, you know, I just wish he had stayed, you know, consistent. Again, life happens. It does oh, happen. Man. So probably life, life got him. But, you know, to me, he's a 90s, 2000 version of Prince. That's a great analogy. It's a good comparison. And it's amazing how many, how many brilliant musicians we lost because of the freaking drugs, man. And some of it was something like in Prince's case, it was, I think it was opioids and, and pills and things like that. And then, of course, some of them are like we just lost the uh, drummer from the Foo Fighters, the rock band. Um, yes. You know, they found him dead in a hotel room and they found a bunch of drugs in his system, too. It's just horrible. So much talent gets taken away because musicians, some of them get mixed up and, you know, they become dependent upon alcohol or drugs and it just ends their lives way early. So many. I mean, I could lose count just in the last 10 years. Absolutely. And you know, the sad thing is, and, and I'm just taking a stab in the dark. This is just my assessment. I, I might be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. Um, but that's why, well, they probably didn't have a great team around them. Because a lot of times when you have a great team, they'll tell you, Brad, put that down. Like, you know, get, get yourself together. Let's let's do this, man. Like, right. you need to talk. Come on. Like, when, you, when you're in the spotlight and, you know, you reach to the levels of the Foo Fighters, like you don't know who to trust and who's really your friend. That's the sad part. Especially when you that's, where, when that's where a lot of artists um, go into depression because you're the top of your you're, you're the top of your game, but then this person is being nice to you. But are you being nice to me because money? I'm me, or right. are you being nice to me because, the money. for example, I'm the drum of the Foo Fighters? Right. Mike Tyson, so, you know Mike Tyson, the fighter, the, the heavyweight champion back in the day. He said something that really makes sense. He, he said one day, when I had $300 million in, in, in my account, I had 300 million friends, basically. He said, when I had $30 in my account, I had like three friends. And he goes, and those three friends who I want by my side for the rest of my life. Right. You know, and this makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So uh, that is, there's pros and cons to being at the top of your game. 100%. Right. Especially a team. Like, even if they're not your friends, quote-unquote, you still need a team to let you know, like, Brad, that's a bad idea. That's bad for your brand. Brad, yeah. like, you shouldn't be doing this, you know, because, you know, that's that's going to look bad in the press. Brad, Brad, Brad. Like, you need people to tell you, hey, no. Yeah. We spoke about this. <laughs> no. Everybody needs your producer's wife, somebody like that, to, 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 to say that's trash if it's trash. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You need somebody. Right. All right, let's jump back on your on your like career Chris here. Brown? 
Chris Brown has a great team. Yeah. His whole career, he has a great team. Bruno Mars, great team. Yep. You know, his PR, whoever their PRs are, like, and their, their team, amazing. Because I'm pretty sure they're in the air, like, bro, like, no. No. Chris Brown right. definitely has a great one because even when he was slipping and making trouble for himself, his his exactly. team his team was able to damage control um, and get him out of a lot of, the, of those jams because he still sells a ton of records yeah. and sells out concerts and stuff. So I'm not going to talk about Drake. Same thing. Drake's yeah. team amazing. Yeah, man. All right. So what about 2022 going forward? Mm -hmm. I mean, you dropped this song. Um, you got the video out. What do you want to get done before the end of this year? As we speak, I'm working on releasing another song in the next week and a half. Um, it's, it's it's an angry song. It is, you know. I usually talk about you know you know sexy situations and, and love and making love and let's get together. <laughs> but I'm actually I actually have a song coming out coming out coming out called Fuck Love. Okay. And um, again, I was not gonna release that, and the only reason why I'm releasing it is because. All right, the, my engineer that's been recording me since 2010. Like, he's, he's recorded all my stuff. Out of all my songs, like, after I finished recording that song, you know, he he stopped the he stopped the song after, you know, we did the playback. Yep. And he, look, he looked at me straight in my eyes and said, the money, that is the hardest song you ever did. Oh. I think you should, I think you should do something with that, because I originally was not going to release that song. I just recorded it just to get some pain off my chest and some, you know, just to curse these women out real quick. Yep. And then be done with it, you know. But he was like, no, like, I understand that, Imani, but, like, no, like, like, men and women. Because I didn't put it specifically for women. You know, I just spoke very vaguely, so it relates to both men and women type thing, like, the stuff I was saying. Mm -hmm. So he was like, Imani, both men and women um, will relate to this. You should, re you should release this. So right, right. I told him, I was like, this was, like, a year and a half, two years ago. I recorded a song a lot, like, about, about two years ago. So he was telling me, Imani. I'm telling you, you should do something with that song. So after a long consideration, Brad, I was like, all right, you know, let me let me consider it. So that's the next song coming out. Is that? And I have a um for this year, this 2022, I plan to release at least, including F Love, like three three more songs. So building my catalog is my um. You know, it's my, my goal right now for 2022. That's the number one thing an artist has to have. Because if you have a decent catalog, I'm not just talking about um, quantity. I'm talking about quality songs. Yep. You know, the way show promoters look at that is, man, Brad has some decent songs. He's about, you know, eight, ten songs, and all of them are pretty good. So you're negotiating for arenas and slot times, mm -hmm. etc. Goes up when you have a decent catalog. So... Just building my catalog and building my fan base. A decent you know? catalog, a, fa a, fan, a decent catalog, a good fan base, and and, and, and the more streams, obviously, the right. better. Because then when the big acts come to your city and they're looking for an opener, right. that stuff's vetted, man. They'll look at that, you know, to see if, well, if you can bring some people in there and sell some local tickets to the show. That's just business, Correct. man. That's the way it rolls. All right, man, we've been doing this about over half an hour. Um, I definitely want to make sure of two things before we wrap it up. The first thing, and the, the, the second thing I'm going to do is let you tell everybody where they can follow you and get your music. Before we get to that, is there anything as far as promotion-wise that you want to talk about? Any other song? You just mentioned that song you're going to release soon. But is there anything else you want to touch on before we put the final, the final touch on this uh, interview? You know what? 
this is how life works, right? Watch me say, um, for another song, watch me say no, but when I get off the phone, I'm going to be like, Tom, you know what? I should have. <laughs> that happens all the time, um, man. And that's the way life is. Um, but right now, just F-Love. After F-Love, I'm going to be releasing a song called Sweetest Touch, but that's down the line, like for summer. Because yep. I need a summer banger. Um, but to follow me, um, YouTube, um, Damani Tulla, and that's D-A-M-A-N-Y, my first name, and my last name, T-U-L-L-O-C-H, for my YouTube. Um, you could follow me on TikTok, um, SoulTroll underscore 84. That's S-O-U-L, Troll, on T-R-O-L-L, underscore 84. And... Matter of fact, let me make sure I might be I might be staying to TikTok wrong. Hold on, let me let me. That's all right. No, 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 no rush, man. Take a look at it. I, I'll put the link in there in the uh, in the lead-in article too. My apologies. No underscore. It's just um, S O U L um, T R O L L eighty four for my TikTok. And my Instagram is very easy. It's just Damani underscore eighty four. Awesome. Um, I'll make sure. I, those I'll, my socials, pretty much. And I'll make sure I put the links in the uh, lead-in article. And um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed talking to you. You're very talented. Uh, Thank very, you so much. I, I, I look forward to yeah. I look forward to having you back too. When you got some more stuff you want to talk about, just uh, let Teresa know over at Starlight. We'll get you back on 100. percent Absolutely. It was it was a pleasure meeting you, Brad. Like you know, keep up the good work. Like you know. Thank you. Keep doing your thing, man. You do the same. I really enjoyed talking to you, man. Have a good night. All right. Are right, you too, sir? Take, Take care, care, bud.